Hello everyone and welcome back to the Donkey's Garage episode 10. In this episode I will be talking about the race in Spain in the Circuit de Catalunya. I will actually be alone commenting this race, no guests, so you have to bear with me. So to begin with, just a slight reminder, the Circuit de Catalunya was inaugurated in 1991. It's been with us for now some years and it's one of the key tracks in the calendar especially appreciated by teams because that's uh, one of those tracks where they can bring updates and because they have very good data on this track, they can actually um, fairly compare the data and know whether the updates are actually performing as they should or not. So before we get into the race, just uh, three points on uh, things that have happened between Miami and Spain. Aston Martin um, unveiled a B um, edition of their uh, Formula One of the, of the car, which looks very similar to the Red Bull. Uh, Red Bull was quick to call it a copycat, and apparently, it's because a great deal of engineers that were working for Red Bull last year were um, stolen by Aston Martin in their bid towards um, uh, well uh, achieving. Uh, higher place in this Constructors' Championship. Uh, for the time being, this is way too early to comment, just uh, just uh, something that will play in the background. And I guess from now onwards, there will be a lot of talkings and a lot of uh, politics playing behind. Uh, we'll see how it develops. Um, but so far, I am not so much too concerned about it. I mean, it does look similar, but that doesn't mean that they will actually be able to to constitute a threat to any of the teams at the front because copying is relatively easy but actually copying and getting the results of the performance um, is different so it's a bit like when you copy an exam you might copy what the guy next to you has written but if you copy it wrong you might just be looking at the paper for one hour but if you don't actually write on your paper the, the correct way you will definitely not uh, get the same result or uh, do it properly. So uh, it shouldn't be a concern overall. And then uh, Toto Wolf is still bitter about Michael Maisie, that he's still making comments about how Michael Maisie was a very bad uh, racing director. And I was particularly gutted by the FIA, FIA um, president who said that, uh, who acknowledged uh, that there was a mistake on the side of Michael Maisie. I mean, even if he thinks that, I think as a, as a politically, he shouldn't say that at all, and certainly not in public, because it gives Toto Wolff a strong position to, to criticize and to continue battering Michael Mazer for his uh, decisions last year, and it weakens the FIA overall. So I'm not, not sure what he's trying to achieve by, by, by coming public about his concerns on whether Michael Mazer did a good job or not. He just should try to um, well move on and, and you know especially tell Toto Wolf to, to accept it I mean it's I guess it's a difficult breakup but it really has to to move on uh, and lastly Alonso was uh, quite bitter too about the penalties he received in Miami for ruining um, Gasly's um, race he said that it was obvious that the racing directors didn't have or didn't have um, racing experience, and it is true that as a driver, you want somebody that understands you as a driver, 
uh, when he's judging your your moves. And I mean that happens in I think in every in every sport, and it happens definitely when in the different levels of the sport. In go karting, uh, it does it does happen that the guys who are racing stewards, who are racing directors, um, were rarely um, go karting drivers. And sometimes you make moves that are a bit on the limit, that are, may not be by the book, but they're, no necess- they're not necessarily ill-intended or, or, or illegal. They're just uh, on the limit. And especially when you're driving and you're under pressure, you, you, you have to be a bit original on, on how you defend, uh, how what you do. And then there are mistakes that are simply beyond your control. I mean, when, when the racing conditions are as exceptional as those in Miami, you might expect that there will be mistakes. Of course, you have to pay for your mistakes and the sanctions are there to, to dissuade drivers from, from making that kind of mistake and getting away with, um, without any penalties. But uh, you, should, you should always bear in mind uh, the point of equity in, in your decision. And with that, uh, we move on to qualifying in Spain. Uh, the qualifying was fairly interesting because there was a bit of a of a new of a non non expected um, guest uh, that was Mercedes. Um, they have actually improved a bit too much to my taste, but they have actually improved quite a lot between the beginning of the season and now. Um, George Russell out-qualified Hamilton, but they were both very competitive and you could see that they were um, very comfortable in that car. I mean, they're not racing, they're not fighting for P1, but they're fairly comfortable. You can see that they're braking uh, in the proper braking zone and they're pushing the car just uh, on the limit. So almost on the limit, so it's it's getting better. The purposing is is almost gone. Um, And... I mean, it does show a promising future for the team. With Ferrari, it was... I, I don't know what it was, actually. It was interesting, but the fact that they were very strong all the way to Q1, and then suddenly they vanished. Why was this? Maybe the temperature um, did not favor the Ferrari. It was really hot, especially the race. It was 36... Um, air temperature and the track was 50 at 50 degrees so very very hot and maybe they were uh, overheating the tires but i mean they should actually help warming up the tires and getting the, those tires into into the right um, operating window which tends to be the issue but the the main point was leclerc did a bit of a mistake in his second run to on his first run on on q3 and he he did a, something amazing, which was to do a perfect lap on his second uh, attempt on Q3 and be good enough to get P1. It just shows how strong he is as a driver and how mentally um, yeah, strong he's, he's, he's very, he can very well block all the tension and all the pressure coming from outside. And when it comes to... to I mean, delivering, uh, being there and, and be able to, to give the team that pole position. Sainth, eh, he was not really good. He was a bit uh, all over the place. He, he just wasn't comfortable. You could see that he was not uh, pushing the car enough. He, that he was P5 
six at some point p7 it was just uh, all over the place eventually he got p3 but i think it was a it was not a well-deserved p3 it was more of a i somehow got here and um i mean the ferrari seemed to be a beat behind the red bulls um which looked very strong in qualifying i would have said before um the, the qualifying that ferrari was going to have the upper hand in barcelona because it's not a very, a very suitable track on paper for Red Bull. No, no big straights, and it was more of a twisted um, layout. But I mean, the Red Bull is very, is very strong. It's very strong on straights. It's very strong on 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 turns too. So, a very strong car overall. And the Ferrari is just lacking a bit uh, behind. Maybe maybe the Red Bull development program is a bit stronger than the Ferrari, but we'll see how it goes. Definitely something that Ferrari has to keep an eye on and, and trying to keep uh, those updates coming. Maybe the rear wing was not enough and um, well, something they have to look for. Um, with that said, then there are some honorable mentions. Uh, McLaren, just not good enough, but they were average. It just seems that um, Imola was a bit of a one-time shot uh, for the rest of the year. They just seem to be to have fallen behind in the, in this uh, second um, group of cars that are usually um, just uh, swapping uh, the P8, P9, P10, and so on. Just a slight mistake on on the track limits um, costed costed. Um, Norris P10. I mean, I think it was really on the limit. Uh, it was a perhaps. I mean, it was it was f fair because there is a rule and you have to apply it and you have to to observe it. But it was really pushing and just uh, f probably a few centimeters uh, were enough to to um, disqualify that lap. Uh, Bottas did really good qualifying, and Magnussen both very well. And Magnussen, I think, is performing very strongly this year. And he's, he's somehow helping Haas move forward from a very um, unfortunate period they have, they have had and where negativity had built it up over time. And they really needed to, to kind of get out of that negative spin. So that's really good for them. Shumi almost, almost. I mean, no, he did get P10 in the end because of Norris disqualifying, but he didn't actually get it in terms of time. Um, but... What it matters is when the checkered flag um, is waved. So he did get P10 in qualifying, so good for him. Again, he helps uh, re um, reaffirm his, his position within the team, especially if, if they are towards the per perhaps Hungary or after the summer break, they will start questioning whether the drivers they have are suitable for next year. Definitely Magnussen should stay, but maybe uh, Shumi was would be a question whether you have to, you, you want to keep him or whether you want to put another driver that is more in tune with Magnussen that is able to deliver a bit more. Maybe he's, he's helped his case towards um, getting an extension. And uh, with that, we move on to the race. Um, the race, the start, bit chaotic. Um, Leclerc had an average start. It was it wasn't very very good. Verstappen had an absolutely blisteringly quick start. Um, he did a bit of a uh, 2021 20, 20, 20, I think it was when he 
he overtook uh, Hamilton on on the start. It was it was it was not good enough. Uh, Leclerc managed to get ahead, and Leclerc was smart in, in in understanding that given the Red Bulls were very strong in in race pace, that he had to get ahead and, and kind of try to fly away from from the pack. So that's he secured that, and uh, so would have been had the engine not interfered with his plans. But we'll talk about that later. Sainz had a very poor start, and that placed him in a very um, unfortunate position. He had to defend uh, Hamilton that eventually got him on uh, the first corner and the second corner. And then he had to go on the outside, which was really, really nice, to be honest, uh, by Sainz. Uh, he did a really good overtake. And then uh, Hamilton had a bit of a, a encounter with Magnussen. Well, I mean, in my opinion, Hamilton was at fault. Um, you ha at that point in the race, your tires are still a bit cold. Um, the brakes are still a bit cold, so the, your car is not hundred percent. Magnussen should have known that, and you sh he should have known that you are likely to understeer at that point. So you're likely to hit the guy who is on your on your um, on the outer side of the, of the of the track. Especially he was on the dirt side, uh, Magnussen. So everything was was playing against him, but still Hamilton understeered and that meant that he, I think he hit uh, Magnussen and he pushed him uh, onto the gravel. Uh, at that point, Hamilton had a puncture, but he managed to continue and go back to, to pits and continue his race. Magnussen got into the gravel and had to come out of the gravel. And then eventually he reached the pit stop, but his race by then was completely ruined. Um, and yeah, that's that. Leclerc, uh, we come back to Leclerc. The engine problem, that's absolutely horrible what happened. I was really, really happy, especially me being a Leclerc fan. I was really looking forward for, for, for a win, for especially it was, it was a bit of a momentum because Red Bull is kind of building up the momentum. So Ferrari had really had to, to break the momentum and to get a win here, especially it's kind of a home Grand Prix for Sainz and also, or maybe also to, to Ferrari. I don't know, they're, they're playing kind of at home somehow with a lot of uh, people cheering them. So it would have been good. Um, I don't know what happened to the engine. It sounded weird because the engine was still there. It sounded more like a shaft issue. Probably, probably he lost the, um, the shaft, I don't know. Uh, but very unfortunate overall. And from that point onwards, Red Bull had kind of secured the race. Russell was running P1, but it was a bit of a fantasy um, to believe that he could get P1. I think it would have needed a miracle for that to happen. And from there onwards, it was Red Bull managing the situation. And the worst thing is that Sainz should have been there to prevent um, chaos and, and, and the worst scenario to happen. But given that he's a donkey, he was he was too busy going into the gravel and, 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 and messing up everything. So when he was running P3, P4, he decided to visit the gravel. And I don't know what, maybe uh, he lost a friend uh, at, at some point there and, visit, and he wanted to, to visit. I don't know what he was doing, but completely messed his race, gets into the gravel and then 
destroys his tires and by that time he has to go back into the pits I mean anyway the, the tires were gone but he goes into the pits and he comes out uh, of the pits P8 or P7 whatever he he did a horrible race I don't know how that guy I don't know if it was the pressure of racing at home I understand that that corner uh, might have had a bit of a weird um, thing with wind because Verstappen made the same mistake in the same turn, uh, which begs the question whether it was the drivers or whether there was maybe the wind influencing um, the aerodynamics of the car. But essentially, Sainz had to deliver, Sainz had to cover for Ferrari, and he just didn't do it because he wasn't there. So when Leclerc failed, there was no other Ferrari there to take the win home, or at least to, mi to, to, to minimize the... the, the the damages, no, he wasn't there, he was too busy and doing I don't know what, so horrible weekend for Ferrari overall. Um, so yeah, uh, Paris did a really good race. It was unfortunate that uh, politics uh, decided his fate. I think he had, a, he had the car, he had the, the, he had everything to win the race, but then uh, the team decided to give the, the win to Verstappen. They're already looking at um, at the championship. So, well, I mean, things that happen, that's quite unfortunate. Um, what else? Uh, Verstappen have a really good start. Um, and another thing that we have to mention is that Verstappen was not able to overtake Russell on track, which is quite, quite surprising. He was stuck behind for 10, 15 laps. I couldn't believe it. Because, okay, you're fighting George, absolutely incredible driver, and I hope that he was getting motivated by his uh, home crowd, given that his girlfriend is Spanish. Maybe he felt a bit of a, uh, you know, he was illuminated because somehow he was feeling, you know, the support of the crowd. Don't know. Um, but the thing is, Verstappen couldn't overtake him. Granted, the DRS was not working. But you know the, the 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 Red Bull should be much faster than the than the the Mercedes, so I mean there, there might be something to look into into it, um, and the driving skills that uh, George uh, showed today were, were very good. I mean he did have some some moves that were absolutely uh, in like top notch. So uh, good round of applause for for George. And what else do we have? Uh, a very good uh, race by Hamilton also after his recovery from P19 all the way to P5, I think it was. Um, good strategy by the team. I guess Mercedes is coming back. I mean, that's that was to be expected. Although I do have a question that the extent to which that car is legal. I mean... The car a couple of races ago was sitting extremely high and in Barcelona the car was completely sealed to the floor. Almost like the good old days of the skirts in Formula 1. So it's something that Red Bull and Ferrari should investigate, the extent to which that car is legal, the extent to which that car is actually sealed to the floor or whether it's not. Because in my experience, turning... Turning a car within four or five races from running P19, P17 and being absolutely 
out of the of the map. I mean, not, not being a, a good car at all, being in the likes of Williams, being in the likes of McLaren, into a P3 car, a P4 car, into a solid car. That is a bit questionable. That is a bit on the limit. I have not seen it. And I guess the guys in McLaren want to know the secret. I guess the guys in Alpine want to know the secret. And I guess many, many teams want to know the secret of how you turn a car around so quickly and so efficiently. Granted, the engineers in Mercedes are really good, but there is a limit to how good people can be. I don't know. That's my opinion. Um, what else can we mention? Very good race by Bottas. Although I just have one mention. Why is he still getting out of the way of Lewis when he comes? I understand he's been with uh, he was with Mercedes for a long time. He got all team orders for for a long, long, long time, but he shouldn't get out of the way anymore. There's no reason for him to get out of the way when Lewis is in his mirrors and somehow he still does it. I mean, even science does it for some strange reason. When Hamilton gets behind Bottas, when Hamilton gets behind Sainz, somehow they, they both understand that there is a message of getting out. I mean, you fight the race and you fight tooth and nails. Even if it's Hamilton, I mean, it, it's not even if. You do fight him more than anyone else because you want to show that, that you can beat him. I mean, do like a Magnussen did in, in Saudi with, with Hamilton. Fight him to, to, till the end until you have no more ties, until you have no more breaks, until you have to give up, because that's the reality. But, I mean, let him buy. I, I don't understand what kind of logic that is. You're a racing driver, you, you've raced with your heart out. But, I mean, I guess they were playing the long game, I guess they're playing the, the smart game. Uh, God knows. Alonso, he started for last, dead last, because he had to change the engine after a horrible qualifying. And I forgot to mention that Norris destroyed his race. I mean, his, I mean, he actually destroyed his race, but first he destroyed his qualifying because he was too busy uh, going uh, one mile an hour on, on the last chicane. Wonder why, but sure. Uh, Alonso, yeah, he had a very poor qualifying. I mean, the, the car anyway was no good, but still uh, he ruined uh, Alonso's attempt on, on the qualifying to Q to Q2 so but the race was actually better the car seemed to be feeling pretty good he was agile he was able to overtake um, pretty well on track so that's promising not that the car is going to turn into a Mercedes uh, akin car but at least maybe he's able to fight for P9 P10 consistently for the rest of the year the Aston Martins not good enough they were not there um, I mean it's as I was saying, copying a car is not enough to, to getting the performance of the, car, of the car you copy. We learned that when Mercedes, um, I mean, with a pink Mercedes. And again, it happens here, copying a car is not good enough to, to getting the results of the car you copy. So, not, uh, not much more to comment. Stroll had an incident with um, Latifi, I think it was. Again, Stroll making um, his moves. Uh, I guess he's a specialty of crashing, so... Well, I mean, I, I guess if uh, the team wants to keep him around, they have a good reason, but I, I find it difficult to find the reason. Uh, what else to say? Williams, absolutely um, not there. 
even Nauben was was not able to do anything in this race. I was surprised to see how much they were struggling. The chassis obviously is not good, and the engine eh, not good enough, I guess. So together, just uh, very unfortunate to see Williams uh, stack at that point. I got I hope uh, that Josh Capital is able to turn the the team around. I mean, he's really strong and he's a very good uh, team principal, so I'm sure he's going to find a way, but he, I think he, the first thing would be to get rid of Latifi. He's just not, not the driver the team needs, needs new, new, new blood. And they really need to get rid of that Mercedes engine, cut the cost on, on the engine, put a Renault engine and invest all the money into, into developing a good chassis. Because that engine, that Mercedes engine is, is, well, I mean, it's draining their accounts and it's, it's not providing them any gains at the moment because they're running a fairly good engine, maybe not the best uh, at the moment, but it's overpriced and it's not putting them in P4, in P3 anyway. So might as well uh, run with a with an, uh, Renault engine that is going to give you the same performance. And you might as well invest that money on, on developing the chassis, which overall might place you far further ahead uh, on, uh, on the grid. And with that said, move on to McLaren. Not good enough. Ricciardo again had a very bad race. It just didn't look comfortable. Norris, he looked a bit more comfortable, but again, P9, P10, P12. They were just in the middle there, kind of um, annoying everyone. Um, so, yeah, uh, I guess the team needs to continue developing, especially uh, managing that that issue they have with with the heat. I mean, granted, the the conditions in Barcelona were very difficult, 36 degrees and 50 degrees. Uh, the 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 temperature of the track, the brakes are going to suffer a lot, the tires are going to suffer a lot. So, granted, very difficult conditions, but overall, it's something yeah you have to 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 take into account when you develop a car. We did heard um, Mercedes complaining about the the um, cooling of the car. They did mention at the beginning of the race to Russell that there was some alarms uh, popping up in the dashboard. And towards the end of the race, again, Hamilton had issues with the cooling and they told him to get, get off the curbs um, to prevent engine damage. Uh, which eventually led to Lewis having to lift off so much that Sainz was able to take back his position. Uh, and even uh, Russell had, has, had to lift off considerably. Thank God he had a 10-second uh, cushion to, to kind of space that over one lap and a half. And I mean, uh, he didn't get overtaken by Sainz. Uh, he was lucky at those 10 seconds to cover him. Uh, and then lastly, we might mention Schumi did a good race. Uh, he he was looking like he was going to get his first points of the season. Didn't happen in the end. He wasn't really, he didn't really have the pace and Tsunoda was able to overtake him um, for that, uh, for that P10, uh, I believe. Um, and with that said, the Alpha Tauris, which were not looking very good at the beginning of the of the weekend, were fairly competitive. I mean, they were not competitive, over, like especially competitive, but they were fairly competitive overall. So 
Um, especially Tsunoda look a bit more comfortable in the car than Gasly. So maybe, maybe. Um, it, yeah, I think they're P, P12, P13. They're there. Um, and with that said, I think we can conclude that Sainz had a very bad race. He didn't deliver. He failed to give that that kind of securities, that guarantee um, to Ferrari. He should have been the backup plan. Not good enough. And especially when you have two drivers in the team, one being the first driver like Leclerc, you really need a second driver that secures wins uh, or when your P1 cannot secure them. Um, so, well, something that you should look into. He's uh, accumulating a fair bit of races where he doesn't deliver, where he crashes. He needs to get his um, whole driving together and, and, well, be the driver he used to be. Because when he was a McLaren, he was a really good driver. He was delivering consistently. He was bringing points consistently. So that's what he has to do. He has to get the pressure of the driving for Ferrari out of the way. Going back to basics and providing the Ferrari team with a good second driver. I mean, he has to accept that he's going to be second driver for this year. And uh, next year will be another year. But for, for the time being, he's going to be P, P, uh, the second driver. And with that, uh, I will give grant him the Donkeys Award. Because he, I think he definitely uh, deserves it. Another honorable mention, I must say, would be Hamilton for causing the collision with Magnussen. But Sainth, he did all he could to get that Donkeys Award. And with that, um, thank you very much uh, for everyone uh, for listening to um, for listening. Um, it was a bit of a different um, setting, not having a guest, going back to the beginnings. And uh, with that. I will come back to you for the Monaco Grand Prix, the historic, the classic uh, Monaco Grand Prix. I guess it will not be that much interesting being Monaco, where cars usually follow one another. But very excited for the weekend and it usually um, is a bit of a show to, to look at. And with that said, again, thank you very much. Have a good weekend and looking forward for uh, to Monaco. Wow.